What's up to all the listeners out there? I hope you guys are doing good. I'm Dwarakji Reddy, a student in JRS, a model and now a podcaster. Welcome to The Bold Talk, my first episode. And don't forget guys, this episode is also on Spotify and Wink. The link is in the description and don't forget to follow me on Instagram that's at dwarak2003. So in this episode we have a guest, a dentist by profession but now works towards the Zero Garbage Initiative, one of the main drives in Hachisaleyot. She goes from house to house, lane to lane in spreading awareness on sustainable waste management. So without any further ado, let's call upon Shanti Tumela ma'am. Can you give me a brief introduction of yourself and what is the work you do for the society? Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, Dr. Shanti, a dentist by profession. After practicing dentistry for 10 years, that's when I shifted into waste management. And I am the founder member of HSR Citizen Forum, an NGO which works in general for uh, sustainable environment but in specific on waste management. So when I joined it, I was alone but the team joined because like-minded people are there to do the good things. They joined me and we formed as a team HSR Citizen Forum. So HSR Citizen Forum will implement all the waste management initiatives in HSR layout, one ward of Bangalore. But later I joined a team called Solid Waste Management Roundtable which is a city level team, you know, all of uh, waste, I mean, uh, sustainable practitioners join together to bring this change across the city. So whatever policies the uh, government brings or whatever rules uh, are there on the paper, for them to come on ground, there should be a team. So in ward level, it is HSR Citizen Forum and at city level, it is Solid Waste Management Roundtable. So uh, this is the introduction. Mama. What dragged you into SWM, Solid Waste Management? Yeah, it's a uh, very interesting question. Everyone is curious to know how come from a dentist to an eco-warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So, uh, this is something which is not my passion, neither my subject, what I studied. I was dentist, I was busy with my practice, my patients mm-hmm. and my uh, family. But one fine day, I was sitting in a balcony and sipping a cup of coffee, that's when I saw a garbage auto in front of my house. The garbage collector is standing in between the waste and he's trying to pick something. That made me curious to see what is this guy doing in the garbage? Why is he standing in the garbage? So that moved me a lot. You know, they're also humans, but just because they are poor, are they segregating the garbage which we educated are mixing it? So that made me think, where is this guy taking this garbage? I followed the truck and all such vehicles are dumping everything into a huge vehicle compactor. Mm -hmm. So all such compactors are going to the landfill. Mm -hmm. And when I visited landfill, that is the day uh, I changed my mind that, you know, uh, education has no value, no meaning if we continue to dump the garbage into the landfills where villages are suffering. So I had tears in my eyes when I saw uh, villages around the landfill suffering in misery because of our mixed garbage which we are sending every day out of Bangalore. So that made me think but waste management is a stream which I was not educated. I have no experience, no mm-hmm. idea at all. But I decided to learn step by step. Uh, I failed. Initially I failed but I learned with experience. Uh, that was a strong, I mean very tough decision for me to give up my profession which I practiced for 10 years and entered this field of waste management. Ma'am, were you supported while, you know, educating people on uh, waste management? Because it's a huge step to take and people don't usually, you know, start believing in stuff. They're skeptical about stuff. So, uh, were you supported? 
uh, initially it was a big challenge when we went uh, giving awareness door to door we faced a lot of uh, criticism lot of people ridiculed us uh, mm -hmm. saying why should we segregate you know mm -hmm. we pay taxes why not government collect everything and segregate mm -hmm. and who are you to question you are a citizen who are you to question us who are you to tell us to segregate but initially we had a lot of patience to explain them why segregation how the landfill looks uh, what are the consequences of mixing garbage and everything and uh, the, the people who ridiculed initially were the ones who understood our intention behind and then uh, started supporting us but initial challenges uh, i am glad that i did not give up uh, initially everyone said uh, you alone what difference can you make it's a huge city and nobody listens to what you're saying you alone what difference can you make but i uh, believe you know when you believe in something strongly you don't give up uh, so that made me continue because my visit to landfill was a very strong seed in my mind uh, which I continue to do and the team uh, is a great support because uh, without a team I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, so now the support is huge. Everyone supports, you know, the uh, resident welfare associations, the elected representatives. Uh, everyone supports now because they know the intention behind this initiative. Now I get support from everyone. Ma'am, as you know, the youth play a major role in the society and that's what this podcast is all about. Is there uh, any way we can contribute for this movement? Yeah, of course. Uh, youth, I have a strong uh, you know, belief in youth and their energy. Uh, the energy is amazing just that you, know, you transform that energy, divert that energy towards this movement, it is definitely going to help. Because uh, the, the fact that you know you as a youth have chosen this topic of waste management for your podcast <laughs> that itself is a change which I really appreciate uh, because youth should not think that this is something somebody else will come and solve no it is we who have to step in and take the responsibility I just want the youth to feel that sustainability is a cool thing it is not about uh, you know using disposables is a cool thing anymore Sustainable living is a cool thing. You should make that a cool thing that everyone loves to follow and they should set an example. You should set an example not because they are doing a favor for anyone. It is because uh, if you set an example towards sustainability, it is this generation and the next generation is going to enjoy the fruits of it. So uh, I have a lot of faith that youth can really take up and I see a lot of changes now that youth feel that it is important. Uh, eco restoration is my responsibility. Uh, before we would see on environment day, they just used to plant the saplings and you know do a photo op and finish it off. Just for but, photos. Yes. But now uh, I see a lot of initiatives by youth where they conduct sessions, where they uh, uh, you know encourage uh, students to participate in many initiatives and drives. Uh, that itself gives me a belief that okay, next next uh, generation, the, the the planet is in a safer hands uh, moving forward. Mom, is this uh, movement only done in parks and houses? Why can't it be done in school and universities? Like, you know, a subject only for waste management. So that, you know, uh, the people, I mean, the, the youth which is coming up, they get to know whatever the youth, I mean, waste sustainability and they, you know, become a, a part of the subject. Yeah, it's an excellent idea. Our education system today, um, I mean, unfortunately, we study about recycle, we study about reuse concepts in science. But do we, do we follow? Are we following? No. 
So, uh, it's a very good idea that it should be a part of your education system, not only in theory, in practical. Mm. So, our initiative is not for parks and houses, it is of course for uh, schools, colleges, universities. The main aim is to make the schools, make the colleges self-sustainable. Meaning, it should be a, a zero garbage producing campus. Uh, so, students can take up the responsibility of making their canteens uh, or making their school a zero waste uh, place. Uh, they can compost all the wet waste, whatever they generate in their school and they can have a green patch of growing vegetables. Uh, you know, our organic farming is something which is an uh, upcoming uh, interesting uh, <laughs> initiative. Uh, so, schools and colleges can grow their own uh, vegetables or greens in their uh, campus and all the dry waste, whatever comes, can be sent for recycling and they can have sessions on how to reduce the reject waste. So, ultimately, every school should have a goal for themselves to make it a zero waste campus. Uh, not only schools and colleges, even the um, corporates. Uh, you know, every employee thinks my job is to come to office and work for eight hours and go. No. every. Every campus, every house, every society, every ULB should become sustainable. Everyone should think about sustainability. Um, but, but don't you think, you know, this movement should be only started in schools? Because we learn from schools. Right. We start from schools, we learn how to speak or whatever, like various subjects. So don't you think if we start from school, it will spread everywhere? True. So uh, we are late actually, but better late than never. Our generation mm -hmm. skipped that learning. Seriously, our generation skipped that learning and the mistakes or the damage, whatever is happening to the planet today is because of that mistake. So, I request uh, the education uh, system to be changed and inculcate that seed or passion at the drive or the initiative in that young age, where they catch up learning as a responsibility, waste management as a responsibility, not as a subject to uh, you know get 90%, get 98% and qualify, no. It is a subject. Uh, which has to stay with the student throughout life. So very good that uh, schools should start, take up this as a practical learning. Uh, they form eco clubs, but you know everything is just uh, namesake or uh, they, they uh, request students whether you want to be a part of eco club, I feel it should not be a choice. <laughs> it should be a mandate thing that every student comes through this course of learning sustainability, then that student will turn up to become anything, whether he is a doctor, engineer, uh, you know, a scientist, whatever in, he becomes in life, but this learning of sustainability, what he has learnt in school, should remain throughout his life. Ma'am, what are the various campaigns you are a part of? Yeah, <clears throat> as a member of Solid Waste Management Roundtable, I am a part of a campaign, very interesting campaign called Two Bin One Bag. So there is a website, two is a number, Two Bin One Bag. So that's a very simple understanding of waste segregation. It's like a traffic signal. So made it so simple that any child or any uh, senior citizen can understand. Uh, you go to any city, we feel this two bin one bag should be mandated color coding of garbage. Like how we see a red light in any city, you don't have to go back and learn what does the red light mean? What does a green light mean? Same like that in waste management. The two-bin-one-bag system gives a clear picture of how to segregate your waste. So when you see the red bin, you understand, okay, this is hazardous. You see the green bin, it is equivalent to nature or this is organic waste. So this two-bin-one-bag system campaign has gone across the nation. 
We started it in Bangalore, but it went across the nation and it's become a huge campaign where lakhs of people are following, taking up the easy blueprint of what is segregation, how to do it. And the second campaign is Swachagraha. Swachagraha has become a movement. Uh, you know, uh, the Swachagraha idea has come from our freedom movement, uh, which, you know, Lal Bahadur Shastriji started when we had food shortage. You know, he had called the nation to give up one meal so that we, uh, uh, you know, uh, can meet the need of the food. And the nation joined hands together, everyone, everyone from a hotel, from a, you know, restaurant, everyone joined hands and they gave up one meal a day. So that could solve the food crisis of the nation. Taking that uh, movement as an inspiration, Swachagraha is a campaign which asks every Bangalorean to take up a one-week challenge of composting. Meaning one week of your wet waste, you should hold in your house and compost. Swachagraha teaches the importance of composting your half kg or you know three-fourth kg, whatever you generate at home. This movement has taken up, uh, you know, uh, to other uh, states and has become a proud movement for everything. Uh, so, Swachagraha is one movement. And the third is Swachagraha Compost Connect. Meaning, whatever compost the urbanites are generating, mm -hmm. we want that to be connected to the farmers. The compost should reach the farmers. So, there should be a connect between urbanites and the rural farmers. Yes. So, Swachagraha Compost Connect uh, connects the uh, compost producers from the consumers of compost who are ultimately the farmers. Uh, and the fourth initiative, I am a part of Trashonomics. Trashonomics is an interesting campaign called, um, I mean, trash plus economics. It is, as you told, a subject in the school. Mm -hmm. So that is a book uh, written uh, you know, uh, by author Archana. And uh, it's an amazing uh, book for every middle school child. If that child goes through that uh, book and understands the waste management, he can never do a mistake in life. So that should be a compulsion in every school. It should be a part of the curriculum. Rationomics should become a part of the curriculum. That's one campaign. And the fourth one, the fifth one is the Swachagraha uh, Kalika Kendra. So these are the campaigns which we uh, strive day in and day out to push so that many people understand what are these campaigns about. How can they become a part of this campaign? Mom, I heard a lot about Swachagraha Kalika Kendra. Could you throw some light on it? Yeah, Swachagraha Kalika Kendra is a very proud thing for all of us. It's a must-visit place for every citizen, not only of Bengaluru but other parts of the country also. So this is a, I mean, Swachagraha Kalika Kendra we started in 2018 with the idea that, uh, you know, composting should be a part of everyone's life. Mm -hmm. But we cannot go house to house to mm -hmm. teach composting. So, we wanted a school, a learning center, kind of a place where people come and learn about composting. When we initially started, everyone had a question mark in the mind. Is a school required to learn composting? But after we started, from 2018 till the pandemic started, we had regular visitors from schools, colleges, corporates, offices, like many, many people used to take appointments, book the slots and come and learn about composting. And... Uh, Surprising that we aimed at Bangalore, but people from other parts of the state, other parts of the country, different states and people from abroad also visited Kalika Kendra and felt it interesting that uh, many such uh, initiatives should come, composting should be a learning thing, a school kind separately for that. 
<laughs> and uh, we are very proud that after seeing this initiative, the government of Karnataka announced 30 more such uh, centers across Karnataka. So a citizen movement, when it is started and taken up by the government and make it a policy, it's a very proud thing for any citizen. Mm -hmm. So I request all the listeners to do visit Kalika Kendra and learn about waste management and what is your role in that. Um, are these garbage workers affected anyway due to this pandemic? Yeah, they did affect uh, because uh, all educated people, especially during the second wave, uh, we had every other house uh, who were uh, you know, tested positive. But they, I saw them notice that giving the waste regularly, as usual, without taking any precautions, that uh, you know freaked me out saying, uh, these garbage collectors, poor guys, cannot handle if they were tested positive, they cannot handle the health uh, situations, then how are they going to be safeguarded? So, uh, if, if there is a third wave, unfortunately, I request everyone to be conscious about if you have a positive person tested in your house, do not give away your waste. You know, hold it for 10 days, it's not going to do anything for you. Once, after 10 days, then you can give away your garbage to the garbage collectors because mm -hmm. when these guys come in contact with the infected or mm -hmm. you know, affected uh, waste, they are not safe. Uh, they are not aware which house is positive. In the first, during the first wave, they used to mark every house saying this is positive mm -hmm. or containment zone and all that. Second wave is, was uh, so uh, you know, fast that by the time the people realized this house had a positive person, the next house had. So garbage auto collectors and drivers and helpers were affected because of this. So I request all the educated to be more conscious during such pandemics. Ma'am, people think whatever we, re uh, we dispose is getting recycled. Is it true? Uh, it's a very... Uh, 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 the fact that only 14% of what we generate is getting recycled. Only 14%. It's very hard truth to believe. But where is the rest going? Hmm. Uh, either the rest is getting burnt or it is ending up in the oceans or it is ending up in the landfills. Uh, but very unfortunate that we imagine that everything what we generate is getting recycled so we can generate as much as we want. It's uh, wrong. It's a myth. So I request everyone uh, to understand the importance of refuse, mm -hmm. meaning initially you have to refuse. <laughs> so that refusing whatever you don't need will bring the reduce concept. Mom, refuse like? Single-use disposable. Someone okay. offers you a cup of coffee in a plastic cup or a paper, you refuse. For you to refuse that, you need to carry your own glass, which is also hygienic during this pandemic. So, uh, refuse first, then comes reuse. Whatever you can reuse, have, you have to reuse. Only then comes the recycling. Recycling is not the only solution for everything. Recycling just comes before landfilling. So that is just the previous step before landfilling. Recycling is definitely better than dumping everything in the landfill, but is, that, is, that should not be the first choice at all. So I request everyone to be the conscious consumers by understanding that everything what we generate is not getting recycled. For example, the multi-layered plastic, like what we eat, the lace packet, kurkure packet, the mm -hmm. chips packets, they have no recycle value at all. We think we are disposing properly, it is going to the dry waste, the municipality is recycling. No, it has no recycle value. Instead, it has to be transported 600 kilometers to a cement kilns and add there uh, for co-processing, you know, burning it to... So, uh, we have to be conscious consumers by understanding reducing is a first option, reusing is a second option. After reusing, repurpose them. 
For example, you have a, a thermocol box which you, you may not be able to reuse, but you can repurpose that as a planter box. You can plant saplings in that and grow on your terrace garden. So after reuse comes repurpose. Only when everything is gone, nothing can be done out of this, then the recycle comes. Today's world, people have forgotten the word repair. You know, uh, anything which is spoiled, a mobile or any gadget or anything you spoil, you, you just, you know, it, it is tempting for you to buy a new thing and dispose this. But this is a dangerous uh, attitude that you, you can afford to buy. I can afford to buy a new thing, I dispose this. No. We have to learn to repair because the world is not about affordability anymore. It is about sustainability. So even if you can afford to buy a new thing, I, I mean, we request people to understand why is it important to repair, reuse, repurpose before dumping it to recycling. Ma'am, do you think this corona has helped for the reducing of uh, pollution, garbage, everything? Um, yeah, this COVID situation, the pandemic has definitely reduced the pollution in the form of uh, vehicular pollution. Uh, you know, uh, the re release of toxic gases from the vehicles uh, because everyone were forced to work from home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, learn from home, schools have become online. So that has really, really reduced uh, the pollution levels on the uh, you know, traffic. Mm -hmm. But COVID situation has increased the burden on waste management. The pollution for waste management during this pandemic has become multifold. I'll tell you how. Everyone started thinking that disposable is a choice which is hygienic and healthy. Uh, the people thought that, okay, if I go to a, uh, you know, a tea shop, if I drink a cup of chai in a steel glass which is reusable, that was a concept before. Maybe I get positive, so they feared. So they preferred the disposable paper cups, disposable glasses. And online food ordering has become huge. So unlike before, now restaurants were open for online delivery and online delivery is all about plastic. So everything, everything what we consumed uh, through online has come with the plastic disposables and that soil disposables cannot be recycled. So in that way, whether it is disposable masks, you know, thrown irresponsibly in the dry waste. The disposable mask has to be properly, you know, removed. The, the, the ear loops should be removed totally and it should be disposed in a reject waste, which is domestic hazardous waste. It should never come in the dry waste. So, whether it is in the form of disposable mask, whether it's in the form of disposable cutlery, uh, the waste management, the burden on waste management during this pandemic has definitely increased. Ma'am, what are your thoughts about biodegradable waste? Um, there are two things. One is uh, you saying biodegradable waste, then I consider that as organic waste. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope you are talking about biodegradable plastic, so called biodegradable plastic. There is nothing. Ma'am, what uh, is the difference? Uh, biodegradable waste is your normal waste what you generate in your house, which is supposed to be biodegraded or decomposed and mm. get into the soil. Mm. Now, man made biodegradable waste is what I am going to talk about. Uh, people think that uh, when plastic is banned, they think that biodegradable plastic cover, you know, that's written on the cover saying, I am not plastic, mm -hmm. I love Karnataka, all that things. They are not biodegradable per se because uh, uh, biodegradable in the sense, whatever you put in the waste, it should get mixed with the soil within few weeks. Mm -hmm. So, I have put this biodegradable plastic cover in my compost bin and after 6 to 7 months when I remove, it is still intact. So one is why do you need a biodegradable cover when you can reuse everything. 
So biodegradable covers are not, there, there will be a lot of duplication. Who will find out which is authentically biodegradable, which is mixed with plastic? So in Karnataka, the government has banned even the biodegradable plastic, uh, I mean, uh, the biodegradable covers. So refrain from that. And when it comes to biodegradable sanitary pads, people think it's okay to use biodegradable sanitary pads, but still the same thing applies. When I compost my waste, I don't want the used sanitary pad to go into my compost. So where does it end up? It again ends up in the landfill. The best option is sustainable options like sustainable menstrual cups, uh, reusable cloth pads for girls. The world is all about sustainability. The youth now should learn everything about sustainability, whether it is uh, you know, menstrual choices or whether it is shopping choices, everything towards sustainability is what we have to learn. And I want to tell that uh, again, uh, we are not taking care of mother nature. Many people will do that, you know, by doing all this, we are taking, taking care of mother nature. No. It is mother nature can take care of herself. If she is furious, she knows how to give back. We have seen a lot of, uh, you know, realities where tsunamis or any, any calamities which mm -hmm. mother nature will just throw back whatever is uh, given to her. But here we are doing all this to take care of ourselves, our next generation. If you want to be safe, if you want to be healthy and happy, you have to follow sustainable habits. There is no other choice. Now it is... Uh, uh, on a war footage, we have to take up these initiatives and follow. Ma'am, you say plastic is also not good and biodegradable. What is the alternative for it? It's very simple. We don't have to invent anything new. This is not a rocket science that we have to find alternatives. We have to <laughs> find solutions. It's already there. Whatever our grandparents followed, we have to simply follow that. So, uh, my grandfather and my dad always had a cloth bag to them. I remember my grandfather as having a cloth bag always. Whether they go for shopping or not, whether they plan to buy anything or not, whenever they step out of the house, they had a cloth bag. So, uh, reusable culture is our Indian culture. <laughs> we never had the concept of disposable. <laughs> we have functions, we have uh, celebrations at home. Our you know, grandparents followed the concept of either reuse or biodegradable, meaning a banana leaf, which is nature's gift of biodegradable, not man-made. Mm -hmm. So, uh, banana leaf, they used to have food and that gets, that, you know, becomes a food for cows or it would uh, get mixed in the soil. All those choices were sustainable choices. In between, somewhere, we lost the concept of reuse, we lost the concept of, uh, you know, learning from them. Instead, we followed uh, a cool thing called other countries, you know, disposable culture, including the diapers. You know, you and me were not brought up, uh, you know, by using diapers. Always the cloth which is washed properly and sun dried. That was the culture we followed. The babies were healthy. When they grow up into adults, they were healthy. Now, from the other countries, we learned, okay, disposing whatever we use is a right thing, but it's a wrong thing. Babies using diapers today, they have a lot of chemicals, loaded with chemicals. They have super absorbent gels in the diapers and sanitary pads. Which, uh, which are made that way to absorb anything what falls in it. But they are chemicals which are so dangerous for health and when they are disposed, they are going to stay on the soil for 500 to 800 years. Imagine how many generations pass through. So, my request is that we have to just go back to our grandparents and learn from them how they lived a sustainable life without, what is sustainability, without harming 
the resources and leave them for the next generation we have to live a life which is a model you know for our next generations to learn if we keep on disposing everything what we use very soon we are going to get drowned in the so called disposable plastics and as you all know that by 2050 oceans are supposed to be you know expected to be filled with plastic they 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 are expected to have more plastic than the fish in the oceans so imagine your generation growing up in that uh, dangerous uh, uh, zone of everything polluted so now is a step to take look back what our ancestors followed everything they were going to a restaurant my my grandfather used to take a uh, you know a, a container for sambar so beautiful culture our uh, parents and grandparents thought somewhere we forgot that and this plastic monster uh, entered our lives uh, plastic per se is not a monster it's a very good innovative uh, material which has good a uh, lightweight the, the the properties of plastic is very good but the way we humans using as disposable culture use once and throw whether it is a plastic water bottle whether it's a um, you know food parcel you want to buy uh, go on out and buy something non veg you take a box you know uh, so underlying uh, statement is that we have to learn from our ancestors and grandparents not from other cultures from different countries so this is a proud thing that we have to celebrate indian culture as reusable culture everything be a conscious consumer mom this is my last question what is the goal you want to achieve ahead uh, i dream big you know as our uh, you know our uh, favorite abdul kalam ji told dare to dream so i believed in that from the beginning and i dare to dream <laughs> i dare to dream that uh, other countries had a fear of law people fear to throw the chocolate paper in other countries right mm-hmm. they keep it in their pocket <laughs> that fear should come in my country that is my dream and now it started showing up you know initially when i started a decade uh, back there's nothing called penalty mm-hmm. for the defaulters you throw garbage there's no penalty you throw in the lake there's no penalty you burn garbage there's no penalty i dreamt about getting that uh, law enforcement in my country and now it's happening in bengaluru that is in Uh, hsr and other parts of bangalore so my dream my goal is every citizen living on this planet should fear law if not by you know consciously they are uh, conservators or consciously they are uh, you know watching themselves if not consciously at least the fear of law should make them stop doing the wrong thing whether it is mixing the garbage whether it is disposing the plastic whether it is burning garbage the fear of law should come in my country for waste management is my goal second thing is i want every person living on this planet to be a conscious consumer whether you are a student whether you are an employee whether you are a doctor every being living on this planet should be a conscious consumer do i really need this or do i want this if you want this you can refrain you need it you can buy it it is about difference between need and want if we keep on buying whatever we want just because you can afford we go nowhere if you need really then you can buy so i want uh, the next generation to take up this responsibility of uh, you know conserving the environment being a sustainable practitioner learn every day every day you are a learner so i do learn i still do learn on how to grow different things which i grow my terrace garden so every person on this planet should become a conscious consumer meaning they should be segregating their waste they should stop using single use disposables they should be composting their waste and they should be growing whatever they grow on their terrace and eat whatever you grow to be a 
healthy person. So for me, success doesn't mean being rich alone. So richness doesn't give you success, nor success gives you richness. It is about being happy and healthy ultimately. Whether you are rich but not healthy, it makes no sense. So my goal ultimately is every person living on this planet is uh, more conscious about conserving this environment so that the next generation is also safer. It's not we alone, next generation has to survive. So be a conscious consumer and do the right thing, not the easy thing. So uh, my responsibility as an eco-warrior is to plant that seed of eco-consciousness in every person. So I am doing my job. Now it is the responsibility uh, of the next generation whether the seed becomes, uh, it will sprout and become a huge tree and take up the responsibility or it will be uh, you know, dying there. My responsibility is to plant the seed and I am doing that flawless uh, with 100% effort every day putting that, trying to put that seed in uh, you know, many beings. So I hope it will grow up, sprout and become a Thank you ma'am for giving such an impactful message on waste management. It's been an honor and as you told, you've planted the seed and I'm pretty sure we'll grow and do our responsibilities for us and for the future generation. Do you guys want to join the proud movement of Swachagraha? If so, me and ma'am are challenging you guys to compost your wet waste which is generated from your house for one week and tag us on your Insta story and get an opportunity to visit Kalika Kendra and get more information about composting from the experts. And guys, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to chat with me, the telegram link is in the description. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram. That's at Dwarak2003. That's all. Peace.